tour all night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, head over to patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos. There you'll see what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Once again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoryamos to help us continue to make high-quality and Torytainment for you. Special thanks to Unrepentant Beekeeper on YouTube for that video. Well, good morning, everybody. The fifth show is in the books for the Tori Amos Ocean to Ocean 2022-2023 Tour U.S. Leg 2, June 23rd, 2023 in Atlanta, Georgia at the Cobb Energy Center, a venue I've drunkenly dozed off in. The set list was as follows. A Sort of Fairy Tale, Ocean to Ocean, Honey, Edition of Light Divided, Amber Waves, Hey Jupiter, Not the Red Baron, Over the Rainbow, Purple People, Sweet Sangria, Suede, Daisy Dead Petals, Cornflake Girl to end the main set. Encore was Precious Things and Tom Bigby. So looks like a very interesting show. Looks like a high energy show in some places. And, you know, like a mid-tempo show at the beginning. You have Honey, Edition of Light Divided, Amber Waves, Hey Jupiter, all of those sort of mid-tempo or down-tempo songs, even if you count Hey Jupiter, which you have to because it's in the set list. But then at the end, she's picking it up with Sweet Sangria, going a little dark with Suede. Then Daisy, Dead Petals. I'd love to know the stats, Rose. Rose is our resident stats statistician. And I'd love to know if Daisy, Dead Petals has ever appeared that late in the show. To me, it seems like Daisy Dead Petals has always been in the first act, but here it's in the second act, right before Cornflake Girl. I wonder what that was like, and I need the people to tell me. I need, if you're out there, to tell me what that was like. This show was the 26th time that Tori has performed a sort of fairy tale on this tour, 70 times for Ocean to Ocean, 10 times for Honey, 58 times for Edition of Light Divided, 13 times for Amber Waves, five times for Hey Jupiter. This was the tour debut of Not the Red Baron. It hasn't been played since September 16th, 2017 in Frankfurt. The second time she's done Over the Rainbow this tour, I was at the first. Not that that matters. Not that that makes it better. That's just facts. I'm just spitting facts. 10 times for Purple People, 20 times... 21 times for Sweet Sangria. Oh, Sweet Sangria is legal this tour, finally. Suede's been played seven times now, eight times for Daisy Dead Petals. What what world are we in? Okay, let me just stop. Let me finish this. 67 times for Cornflake Girl, uh, 33 times for Precious, and 11 times for Tom Bigby. But what world do we live in? 2023, we have slipped into another timeline. There's evidence of this everywhere. You know, since 2016, we have just fallen into another timeline. 
And the, there is evidence everywhere, but perhaps the strongest evidence of this is that we've got Daisy Dead Petals eight times and Hey Jupiter five times. What world are we in that Daisy Dead Petals <laughs> is higher on the stats board than Hey Jupiter on any tour? This is the only tour I can, I, without even looking at it, I can almost guarantee you this is the only tour that that's ever happened. Good morning. I hope you're doing well. We are well on our way through this ocean to ocean tour. And I have to just check in emotionally because that's what this is about. This this show's about Tory tour and my emotions. And you know, that's what people want to hear. I'm fine. If you're asking, if you care, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm sad that I'm not there, obviously. I'm sad to be missing the wonderful people out there like Robert, Phyllis, Lisa Ridlon, all the wonderfuls. Kenny Franklin showing his face in Atlanta. Aaron's about to be on tour. Shaggy's out there. My God. It's a who's who. And I'm upset. Obviously, I'm upset not to be there, but I'm fine. Ultimately, I'm fine. Because you know what? There's one thing that I know, and it was that Atlanta was humid. (laughs) I was yesterday at work, and the sky wasn't even blue here in LA. It hasn't been blue for a very long time. It's just been gray. And I was still so very hot. I was so miserable. I'm like, oh my God, there's heat. So I know nobody wants me there. Nobody wants me to be complaining about the three droplets of sweat that have appeared on my lip. Nobody wants that. And I don't want that. And so, you know, sometimes you've got to put the sweaty things to bed. I'm fine with it. Plus, I have this amazing opportunity next week. So the show will be happening, but just in maybe a different way. I'll probably do it from my phone in the hotel room in Portland, Oregon, where I'm doing this really cool thing. So anyway... That's my emotional state. But Valerie Lord checked in with me today. Thank you, Valerie. Saker, Brian, all the wonderful. Saker, Saker, I don't believe you want me to kick rocks. And I would never kick rocks for you. And I don't want you to kick rocks either. Saker said she's going to come visit LA to do the Carbon episode. And I couldn't be more thrilled. It's giving me the wherewithal to get to the Carbon episode. So thank you, Saker. But ultimately, I'm fine, I guess. (laughs) And I'm happy for you. I'm so happy that you're out there in Atlanta, everybody. Anybody who's there. And also, there's certain elements. I don't feel qualified to speak on our clothes, for example, because, you know, I'm looking at little grainy pictures. I mean, high quality cell phone pictures and videos, but I just don't have the joie de vivre for fashion, you know? Um, there's this little, like, third grader I bumped into yesterday at work, and she was wearing this, like, I swear to God, this, like, uh, patterned, this, like, checkered skirt, this, like, flannel, like a tartan checkered skirt, flannel material, like, thick material, a black, um, you know, like, the heat tech from Uniqlo, the heat tech shirts, like, a black shirt, this, like, flannel printed skirt, and this matching, like, beret hat, to the skirt she she was on fire okay this little girl she looked like new girl like zoe de chanel that's what i imagine new girl is <laughs> she just looked great and i said okay you're a sleigh where did you get your outfit and she looks me dead in the eye with her little glasses she looks me dead in the eye and she said sheen <laughs> i'm like you get it girl you are on point i loved it so i'm gonna be checking in with her every day i'd rather do her tour clothes because they're a surprise <laughs> sorry I think she's boldly playing with different materials, you know? <laughs> she's boldly playing with different different combinations of things. So 
if anybody's out there on the road and wants to spill the tea, you can, if you don't want to be on the show, like to talk on, to talk to me, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-296-9955 and I'll play your voicemail. I want the tea. I want to know what's going on. What is the energy like? Who do we love? Who do we hate? Who's seen Ash and John out? Where have they been eating? Where have they been drinking? Who's acting entitled? Who's being a bitch? Who's surprisingly more delightful than you expected? Who's getting the front row? Who's not getting the front row? I want to know everything. Do you hear me? Give me the blind items. It's hard to feel connected when you're not there, you know? (laughs) So anyway, I pulled the bonus song today and it is, it was, where was it? Oh God, it was Riot Poof. And and I was like, okay, okay. Truth be told, I recorded this entire episode before, but I accidentally recorded it with my built-in microphone on my computer and not the actual microphone that was in my hand. So don't I feel foolish. So... I'm gonna play you this little bit from earlier because it was it was a thing. Um, let's get into the wills and wants. Oh, I was about to pull the bonus song. Actually, I'm gonna pull the bonus song first. Let's get into wills and wants and the bonus song for today. And I, you know what? I'll even update the points. The bonus song for today is Pink and Glitter. No one picked that. We're doing another one. The bonus song for today is Candle Coventry Carol. No one picked that. We're not doing that. Okay, Midwinter Graces, I see you. The bonus song for today is Suzanne. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, why is that a manual? What's happening? This this Midwinter Graces album really wants to come out. Okay, um, we've got Witness. No one picked that either. Come on. Uh, Ribbons Undone. This is crap. What is going on? Riot Poof. There you go. Riot Poof, surely someone picked that. So we pulled Riot Poof. Congratulations to Heather Allen. I'm also going to play you this little bit because we recorded this as well. I record. This is the worst. Well, with the points added, only one person chose Riot Poof tonight, and that was Heather Allen. So congratulations. You got the bonus point for Riot Poof. And the ranking is as follows. We've got Rosecrest at the top. That seems suspicious. Rosecrest at the top with 100 points. Well, she's the statistician, so I would expect nothing less. Tied for second, we have Rachel, Nick, Merritt, Glover, Jennifer Dinkle, and Uncle Punku tied for second. And for third, Valerie Lord, killing it, Val. Matthew LaPierre, Evo, Gerald, Dana, Christopher Whitney, Chrissy Olsen, Bosco Tron, April Anderson, and Andrea Adams, and Stephanie Stork, all tied for third. It's a bloody battle, like I said. I got no points, and that is a crime. That is offensive. Let's do tonight's participation prize winner. I've got the wheel of names here. We are going to, I just put everybody in the wheel of names, whether they participated tonight or not, I just have the whole list in there. So if someone comes up that didn't play tonight, I'm gonna have to spin again, just so you're aware, because I'm recording the screen. Here we go. Let's make sure the sound is on. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, I'm shuffling it. Now we're gonna go. Can you hear that? Can you hear the wheels? The wheel keep on turning and turning and turning and... Okay, who's... Oh, gosh. I'm nervous. Jason Craft. Now, let me make sure Jason Craft played tonight. Jason Craft did play tonight. Congratulations. You won the participation prize. So please DM us your address. You can do that on Instagram or Twitter. Tonight will be Tori's 12th time performing in Nashville. 
The very first time she performed in Nashville was on August 11, 1992 at the 328 Performance Hall. We do not have a bootleg or a set list from that show, but the second time she performed in Nashville on August 8, 1994, we do have a set list for. So that set list is Leather to open the show, Crucify, Icicle, Precious Things, Space Dog, God, Silent All These Years, Angie, Bells for Her, Mina Gun, and Baker Baker. Encore 1 was Cornflake Girl and American Pie Smells Like Teen Spirit. Encore 2 was Past the Mission Wrapped Around Your Finger. And Encore 3 was Winter. She's performed a total of 11 times in Nashville. And the last time she performed there was November 12, 2017. I'm going to read you that set list. It was IIE, Bliss, Mother, Father, Son. Ah, you see what you did there? <laughs> Beulah Land, Climb, and Sister Janet. The Lizard Lounge was We Don't Need Another, or I guess the Fake Muse Network. My bad, I'm mixing up the tours. We Don't Need Another Hero by Tina Turner and Time by Tom Waits. Act two was Reindeer King, Bells for Her, Flicka, yes, Flicka, Mother Revolution, and Fast Horse. And it was a really, I remember it being such an incredible show, very mom-themed. You have Mother, Father, Son, Fast Horse, which was has elements of her mom in there, Mother Revolution, of course. You got a lot of talk about women, Bells for Her. Sister Janet and Raspberry Swirl at the end. Oh, yeah, the encore was Take to the Sky with I Feel the Earth Move and Raspberry Swoil. If you look at the rest of these stats, the song that she's performed the most in Nashville, of course, is Cornflake Girl, and she's performed that a total of eight times in 94, 96, 98, twice, 99, 03, 07, and 14. She's performed Precious Things and Cooling each a total of six times. And third place, we got Crucify God and IIE each a total of five times. So if you're a betting girl, then you want to hear those. You want to look at those stats. I put together a little stats chart in on toryset.org. I put together the Nashville stats little thing. And I have done my wills and wants. I did them earlier on the first time I recorded this. And I chose cooling and big wheel as my wills and fast horse and horses as my wants with crucify as my bonus song because where the hell is crucify? And as far as wills and wants go, we are disqualifying. The following songs remain disqualified. It's A Sort of Fairy Tale, Ocean to Ocean, God, Cornflake Girl, and Edition of Light Divided. And I put Amber Waves on notice. Amber Waves, I see you twice out of the last three shows. One more time, Amber. You're in Code Amber, which is how we say Code Orange here. Code Amber. One more time, Amber, and you're out of there. I'm watching Amber. So thanks to Rosecrest for the stats. Thanks to... Brandon Valenzio for putting together our nightly stats about the upcoming show. Breaking news from the Nashville News, Channel 5 Nashville. Nashville City moves closer to adding new sister city. Are we, can we expect a sister Janet? First Lady Jill Biden coming to Nashville to celebrate Pride. I didn't even know she was gay. Way to go, Jill. Welcome. Um, Cordell Hall building shut down, reported white powder substance received. Can we expect a little she's your cocaine? We let eight Nashville mayoral candidates debate. Here's what they said. Seven devils, bring them on. Eight devils, bring them on. Body and soul. Is that going to come out because of this? Tori could be flipping through the Nashville news right now in her hotel room. You have no idea what's going to come and and why. Tater Tot the cat. Meet the friend of everyone at a Sonic Drive-In. There's a Tater Tot cat at a Sonic Drive-In in 
in Nashville, I swear to God, I will give, I will pull three t-shirts for my Torimus t-shirt collection. If anyone finds that Sonic in Franklin, Tennessee, which has to be close to Nashville, right? That has Tater Tot the Cat and gets a picture of themselves with Tater Tot the Sonic Cat. <laughs> oh my God, that's ridiculous. And I love it. You know, I promise you the first version of this show is better. I feel like I've forgotten so much, but I'll try to remember to check my microphone settings before I just willy-nilly come in and start talking. How embarrassing. I'm a professional. And you know who else is a professional? A professional witch? Amy. We got our professional witch lady, our resident witch, Amy, here. She reads the cards for all the cities on the U.S. tour, and she did them all for the European tour as well. You can follow her and book a reading at MajorGeminiTarot.com, which I recommend you do immediately. And here she is to talk about Nashville. Take it away, Amy. We're ready to go to Nashville. Let's go down south, y'all. So the tarot reading for this one's very, way interessant, very interesting. So we have the High Priestess, the Wheel of Fortune, and the Hanged Man. And this trifecta is something we've seen a few of these cards many times in the reading. So anytime that you see a card twice, you want to sit and reflect and wonder, wonder and ponder what's it saying. So High Priestess, witch card. Um, there's lots of witchy energy in the South, especially in um, places, any anywhere where you're going to see like um, amazing natural beauty. And Nashville is definitely one of those places. But it also has this energy of almost Vegas-like energy too. So we see the Wheel of Fortune making its appearance. Uh, the wheel has a lot to do with fate, um, things that are out of our control, things, wheels just spinning and you're part of the spin, right? You're part of it. You're not in charge of it, but you have to deal and handle with whatever comes out of it. And then the final card is the hanged man. So this is like a trippy sort of pondering, um, musing reading for anyone either listening to this or attending this concert um, to reflect on. Hangman is a pause in many ways. It's the guru card. It's the card that reminds us the truth is within each of us. So in combination with like the three, right, it's almost like Nashville, its place, the, the romanticism associated with the place. And this reminder to, again, we attract our own, we, you give what you get, right? The things that you're attracting, the way the high priestess and the witch card reminds us to acknowledge the power within each of us, right? To be part of that wheel of fate, to know that when it turns on you, nothing's happening to you, you are in fact a part of it as well. And acknowledging that and really looking for that deeper wisdom within yourself via hanged man to really make sense of it. Let's take a look at the stars what's going on nashville what 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 do things look like once again we have the sun hanging in the seventh house i've noticed that for the uk tours and also the tours in the us the seventh house is just a very significant house for this tour in general makes perfect sense this is the house of partnership this is one-to-one relationships this is how we relate to others and relationships itself so the fact that relationships is a key theme of many of tori's catalog but also ocean to ocean her deep affection and relationship to her mother makes perfect sense. And mommy makes an appearance. You've got the sun in cancer, very much associated with um, with motherhood, with the mother, mothering, all that type of cool, cool stuff. And it's just sitting right smack on um, the cusp of the seventh house. Um, anytime you see that, it's just a powerful placement. It just means like, look, look at me, like my eye goes right to it. It's like, I'm right here. You've got Mars and Venus in close, not quite in conjunction, but very close together in the sign of Leo in the eighth house. Also the moon in the eighth house actually on the cusp of the ninth house, eighth house, ninth house, you know, these are houses that you must handle your energy well in. This is the taboo house, sex, death, and taxes, just really intense topics and intensity. So I think you're going to see her bring a lot of that intensity to the actual concert itself, like she does all the time, right? 
The moon is going to be in Virgo. Again, sensitive placement for the moon. A lot of sensitivity here. Um, it's in opposition to Neptune at the, at the moment during the, this concert itself. Whenever, okay, so moon and Neptune, so very interesting. So moon emotions, right, um, how we feel about things, um, our sense of um, protection, self-protection, right, our comfort level. Neptune is the planet of illusion, and it's sitting here in the third house in Pisces. Pisces is a dreamy, dreamy, dreamy placement for Neptune. Watery, watery placement for a watery planet, right? Like a mysterious and alluring and illusions. To have it in opposition, it just reminds me again of the high priestess and that sense of um, magic, lots of magic here, lots of sort of um, witchy energy in the air. It feels like a magical, I don't know, it feels very magical to me. Okay, let's look at the Good old bi-wheel. In this bi-wheel, we're going to look at Tori's natal chart and then also the um, stars for Nashville and, and place them on top of one another and see in relation to her natal what's happening, what's going on, what can we see, what, what do we know. First thing that jumps out of me, Tori's Venus. So Venus um, commonly associated with the planet of beauty. It's also how we show love, right? She's got it in Leo in her ninth house, um, house of higher learning, house of connection. It's like Tori's love is spread, right? And it's a very regal sharing of her love, right? And it's it's basically you're tapping into sort of that universal sense of like, so when, when Tori says from up there, she loves you, she means it. And she loves all, all creation. That's sort of like the way the love is 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 pushed out from her and i definitely think that you're going to see a lot of that leo like energy only because there's you've got a two significant planets that are placed in leo at the time of the concert her venus is in looks like it's right on top of the mars of the concert so mars is where we get our where we get our energy from right so the energy of the concert and her ability to sort of bring the beauty out of the the words and the music and bring that to you it's going to feel very powerful it's going to feel very regal i mentioned like you know, purples and royalty and golds and like all this sort of like aesthetic sense of royalty is really going to come out at the concert itself. The other thing to note, again, this Virgo, this Virgo vibe, she's got Pluto smack on her midheaven, which is a humdinger of the placement, right? Because Pluto is a planet of transformation. Virgo is such a Virgo commonly associated with a maiden, a very um, analytical almost like to the to the bone analytical many virgoans know what i'm talking about like their ability to analyze and self-analyze cuts super deep pluto's the tr the planet of transformation right deep deep transformation traumatic transformation so as you see it's touching her midheaven it's really hitting and and um identifying and having her deeply identified with many transformations in her life and how that becomes part of her public persona. So you have the moon of the concert, right? We talked about the emotions, the sense of um, self of the concert itself in Virgo as well. And it's also in the sign of her Pluto and her Mercury. Just makes me think that, again, as she's sort of um, going deep, I think there's a lot of learning going on. I think there's a lot of new revelation going on. I think the concert is touching and revealing aspects of her transformation that she's been through and that she is sharing with you. Remember, we still have this, her Jupiter on top of Chiron, which is the wound in the concert as well. Deep healing, another huge theme of these U.S. tours, this sense that she is bringing healing by sharing her wound and her trauma with those present at the concert itself. Again, this is very interesting. I, I think you have a lot of 
good witch energy, like big, bold, bad witch energy, and the sense of fate, the sense of internal look, and this Virgoan um, analytical presentation of the wounds that we've been through, how those we allow those to define us, how we allow those to um, push us to the next level of transformation. That's a lot of what you'll see at the concert tonight. If you can't be good, be careful. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. 
production of the Sideways Society. For more information or links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com.